Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to VUX World. Today we have an epic show lined up for you. If you are uh, even remotely interested in the voice space, if you're currently involved in the voice space, if you're looking to get into the voice space, this is going to be a fantastic episode for you. We're talking about how you can build Alexa skills without coding. We've got uh, we've got Vasily Shinkarenka uh, lining up lined up for us today from uh, Storyline, and we're going to be talking all about Storyline and getting into the details of the platform and what the platform does and how it works and and how you can then create Alexa skills uh, without coding. Uh, and we also have Dustin Coates joining us again to co-host. Hello there, Dustin. Hello, everyone. Excited to speak about Storyline today. Wicked. And without further ado, let's get to the start of the show. Vasily, hello. Hey, can you hear me well, guys? Yes, it's coming through loud and clear. Let's start before we go any further with a huge, huge apology and thank you to Vasily for joining us today because, ladies and gentlemen, we have tried to do this before and my stupid schoolboy error meant that the conversation we had was not recorded what a pathetic thing to do so thank you Vasily for joining us again and to speak all about Storyline it's much appreciated thank you very much no worries guys thanks for having me today Wicked. So, Vasily, let's get started. Do you want to tell us uh, a little bit about your your background and what you do at Storyline and where your concept from st- for Storyline came about? Yeah, sure. So, my background is computer science, and uh, I've been working in this field for about three years already. So, we started from building products around chatbots and voice interfaces three years ago, and then we, we founded a company. It was an agency that was like conversational experiences from brands and businesses in Europe. And we grew that company from two to 10 people. And then we sold that company to focus completely on Storyline. And so that's, that's like how we got the idea of Storyline. When we were working, when we were creating skills for brands, uh, we figured out that it, the skill creation is actually a two-step process. So there is the first step when you have to create the conversation, you have to set the wording, the pauses, and so the persona of the bot, and the second part where you actually need to code the app. And we've, we've always been like kind of like iterating between these two steps back and forth. Um, and we thought that it would be really nice if you could create this kind of like whole working app yourself without any development included. So that's like where the idea of Storyline came up. Cool. And, and when, when was that time-wise? So actually, like, we had an idea for Storyline for about two years. But it was kind of early because, as you remember, guys, two years ago, the number of Echo devices in the market was extremely low. It was like low millions, right? And now we have 40 million smart speakers <laughs> around the world. So that's pretty cool. And uh, so we had an idea for Storyline for two years, but we actually started working on Storyline this summer. And uh, we launched the first version of the product in the middle of October. Fantastic. And for those people who haven't come across Storyline, uh, could you tell us a little bit about what Storyline is? Yeah, sure. So Storyline makes it like extremely easy for anyone to create skills for Amazon Alexa without any development included. So you can actually build like your first skill in a couple of minutes by following our simple tutorial and um, in, a, in a simple visual interface. So there, there is no need to code anything, to deploy anything, to set up servers. Uh, Storyline handles that for you. You only need to create the conversation, the visual UI, and connect different parts of the conversation together. Cool. So what, what kind of interested you about the the kind of voice? Because last time we spoke, I mean, and you can tell straight away from starting the conversation, you're immensely passionate about the whole voice thing. Where did the all yeah. kind of interest in, in voice come from and, and where did all that stem from? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure like you guys remember like the Star Trek and uh, <laughs> where they had like this um, <laughs> HAL machine that you could talk to. And that was really like interesting for me uh, in the early days, and um, yeah, I found that this like this is the future that we will have eventually, or in the next five, seven, ten years. 
And uh, I'm really excited to be a part of that future. And I'm really excited to kind of like uh, create that future among all other companies who are working in this field. Yeah, fantastic. Was it, a, was it a conscious effort to purposefully try and create something that you don't need to have uh, kind of sophisticated technical skills for? Was it, was it a conscious effort to try and create something that was accessible for people who might not be as technically savvy? Yeah, so this is really interesting because, as you remember, like from web and mobile, uh, you have to like you have to have some technical knowledge to create something. And then the companies like Weebly came out uh, that kind of like are simplified the whole creation of website process. And uh, with voice, it's a little bit different. And the way it's different is that you don't have to be like a five thousand person company to create the experience that could be really popular in voice. So like following up on that, actually today, Amazon announced the final, uh, their, the grand prize for their Alexa skills challenge for kids. And I'm really excited to share that the skill that was built in Storyline, Kids Sport, uh, won the grand prize. So, and wow. this skill was designed and created uh, by a woman who doesn't know how to code. And she built this skill entirely in Storyline. And uh, she's like, she has one person team, <laughs> right? Wow. And uh, there were like number of agencies uh, with hundreds of people competing for this prize. And she won because she had this original idea and uh, using Storyline, she, she, were able to, she was able to implement this idea to bring it, she was able to bring it to life. So that's really cool. And that's like where it's coming. So we yeah. think that in the future, the primary use case for voice apps will be content and all like apps will be content driven apps. And like that's, that's where we are going and uh, Storyline story actually powers people to create these kind of applications uh, without any technical knowledge required. Fantastic. You must be over the moon about that. So first of all, how do you feel about the fact that this uh, prize winning app was created in, in Storyline? And secondly, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the, the skill? Yeah, sure. So the skill, are, so I'm really excited about that. Like, <laughs> that actually, like, that's, like, that's a massive proof of concept that yeah. using, using Storyline, you could create like any kind of even sophisticated experience, right? Not just like simple Hello World app. So that's really, really cool. And the skill, the skill, the skill is called Kids Court, um, a game where first you have to choose a couple a number of players playing. So for example, two, and then their Alexa serves as a judge in the court. And it's kind of like helps kids to solve their quarrels. Uh, to figure out who was right and who was wrong. So, and the experience, like, this is completely a voice first experience because I could not imagine this kind of like application on the iOS or web mm. or that way. So that's, that's why I think this is like, there is, there is something here. Absolutely. That sounds, that's unbelievable. I'd be absolutely over the moon if I was you, like having that. That's wicked. Um, so do you want to kind of talk us through, um, I know it's, it might be a bit difficult to, um, to, obviously we don't have the visual, but I mean, if, could you kind of like talk us through uh, how Storyline works and if someone was going to kind of start getting up and running, what would be the process for to sort of like start using Storyline and, and how does it all kind of, how does it all work and hang together? Yeah, of course. So it's really easy to get up and running with Storyline. All you need to do is to go to getstoryline.com and sign up using your Google account. And then you have to create your first skill in Storyline. And there is a video tutorial on that too. So you'll see the video tutorial in the app itself. But the way it works is like, so we designed Storyline uh, for non-tech people from ground up. And uh, the way we design Storyline, the way we think about conversational design is the concept of blocks and steps. And uh, at first, when you create the app, you will see this welcome block. And the block in Storyline is kind of like a short conversation between you and Alexa. So, so the block has a couple of messages from Alexa and then user replies, what user could reply to that Alexa message. And out of those user replies, you create another blocks. So that's how you design the conversation in Storyline. So each block represents a chunk of a conversation. 
Nice blog is kind of like a short conversation, a short interaction between you and Alexa. And uh, in a blog, there could be like a number of messages from Alexa. So there is um, in the welcome blog, it could be like uh, the first the first message could be a text from Alexa that Alexa reads to the user. Then it plays some sound. Then it could execute some API request, drop the data from Google Sheets, and tell the data to the user. And then you, you will have like some sort of user replies, what user could say to that message. So you mentioned there about Google Sheets. Um, we kind of touched on this previously uh, when we spoke before. Could you want to kind of talk us yeah. through a little bit about, because I imagine that, that trying to make it accessible for people who aren't um, quite as kind of sophisticated and working with databases and all that stuff, um, could be i mean google sheets is something that, that kind of everyone would be yeah. able to to use so what would the relationship be between google sheets and storyline and what would some examples be uh where people might use google sheets to to enhance the storyline kind of experience yeah so google sheets like it's it's the holy grail are for non-tech people right <laughs> because uh they use it for everything and uh, we thought that's a good idea to integrate google sheets and storyline and uh right now the integration is kind of like in progress but you can integrate google sheets and storyline using api request tab and storyline and uh, that's that's kind of very easy and so the way it works is by you could select a random cell in some specific column in the google spreadsheet for example to make a random fact tab so you could make a fact that tells you some history facts every day, and it could, it could grab the facts out of this Google spreadsheet. So the content management becomes really easy with this, right? It's kind of like sort of CMS plugin for WordPress. So that's, that's how we think about that. We think about this like, um, we think about the Holika system as a like, system of plugins that we could plug into Storyline and that you, that you could use to create more and more advanced voice experiences. And Google Sheets is just an example of that. And Vasily, you mentioned uh, going out to API requests as well if people want to, yeah. to go a little bit beyond. How does that work in this uh, context? Yeah, so basically we, we, we have a JSON API request tab in Storyline. And to use that, you need to provide a JSON file. You need to provide an API request that sends some JSON file to you, right, uh, using GET request. And basically then you could grab some data from that JSON and save that data as a variable and use that variable in your skill. So that's how it works. Great. And what do you see as the future for this API integration? Are, are you going to have... Uh, further integrations down the line with maybe even services like a Zapier or something like that. Right. Yeah, that's where it's going. So we're going to we're going to integrate our if this, if this then that and Zapier are to kind of like extend their possible use cases for this, right? Because Zapier has a lot of integrations itself, and by building a Zapier integration, we are kind of like opening a whole new world of integrations possible for Storyline. That sounds that sounds like a good idea. That's the uh, the whole kind of like uh, WordPress for voice approach is uh, is yeah, quite you sort can of, think about it this way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really 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 good sort of idea that like. Um, so, is there any once you've kind of got up and running with with Storyline, you've got there and, you, and you've kind of lined up your blocks and steps, and you you might have used. Um, you know, either a Google Sheets integration or you may well have used your own kind of um, integrations with the APIs and, and whatnot. Uh, and you've kind of got something that is, you know, it, it's up and running and, and it's kind of working. What would the steps be to uh, kind of like, how would you go about testing what you have um, before you publish? Or is the scope for kind of testing something before you publish it? Yeah, so this is actually the most used feature in Storyline. So we, we, we allow you to test your app right in the browser. You actually don't have to have an Amazon account to do that. So you can even create a voice app without having an Amazon account, and you can build this app in Storyline, and you can test that in the browser. And then only if you need to upload it to Alexa or to publish it to the Alexa Skill Store, you could connect your Amazon account to do that. But uh, the best thing about that is that um, continually test and fix and iterate on your app uh, right
right in the browser. So that's very cool. That's like when you when you add some content and uh, you just want to test how it feels and how it looks, you just click the play button in Storyline, and uh, you can also customize the starting point uh, where where to start playing. So that's pretty cool if you have a huge skill built on Storyline, right? And uh, that's it. You can interact with your skill right in the browser. Oh, fantastic! And we kind of, I think we might have touched on this before as well. When, when you have um, quite a a large kind of skill that has a lot going on, and you know there is various. It's almost like a process map, isn't it? So you kind of draw out the various paths that people can can go down and and within the kind of experience is. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a way that you can actually start testing from a certain point within the um, within the the skill itself, isn't it? Rather than having to start from the beginning and work your way down the various channels. Yeah, correct. So you can start from any point in your skill. So that's the best part uh, compared to other prototyping tools that help you to just like publish your skill on Alexa, right? Launch it on Alexa and uh, just go go through the testing like, from the very beginning. And that takes like a lot of time. <laughs> if, you have, yeah. if, you have a, if you have a huge skill and you want to just test a small part of it to uh, just understand how it sounds, it could take like 10 minutes to get to that part. So <laughs> by customizing the starting point of your test, we really simplify the testing process. Wicked. You mentioned that you, you kind of said all the prototyping tools. Um, this yeah. platform is has been used obviously to create some pretty pretty successful skills or at least skills that are certainly on a trajectory to make them pretty successful do you see storyline as a prototyping tool or do you see it as an as more of a um, more well-rounded platform yeah so that's a good point and uh, we actually started working on storyline storyline in the beginning it was like a prototyping tool the first version of Storyline was a prototyping tool that allowed you to create your the prototype of your voice app in the browser, and then you could just like go and recreate this app for Alexa, right? Using using Alexa skills kit. But uh, the day we launched Storyline, Amazon opened an ability to programmatically publish your skills on Alexa, and we found this like kind of like a sign from the universe. So <laughs> we added that. <laughs> And uh, it worked really well. It worked extremely well. Uh, so, but yeah, I think, like, in terms of prototyping tools, uh, you know, so there are a number of companies in this field. Uh, but instead, like, instead of publishing the skill directly, these tools are meant to be just like the first step in the voice app creation process. Like, it's where designers can flesh out how a skill should work before handing off to coding to development team, right? But this is like there is a huge difference between are these companies between us and between prototyping tools because prototyping tools are great to play with and explain ideas but it's super hard to like retain your users by being a prototyping tool because your users use the tool just to prototype and then that's it like the end <laughs> right uh, so when they build their voice app they're not going to iterate back and forth between the prototype and the live voice app so that's the problem and with storyline our users they're staying like throughout the process of launching and iterating upon their voice app and the best thing is that we 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 could use their data from how the how the how their users are using the skill mm-hmm. when the skill is published to improve the design so it's kind of like a little loop here, right? Mm. I think that's like that's a way better approach than just to cover a small prototyping step in this process. Mm. Absolutely. And what what kind of uh, what kind of analytics are available? You touched on on the fact that you can kind of you know measure and monitor and, and iterate things once you've got them up and running. What what sort of analytical uh, insights or, or kind of things come with Storyline? Yeah, so right now we provide just like a very simple basic analytics. Uh, so we have a graph which shows you are uh, your daily active users are uh, you in your skill and uh, three stats, it's number of users, number of sessions, and number of interactions for a skill. But we're going to improve that pretty soon, and uh, soon you will see like a skill usage flow uh, that will tell you how many users are dropping off on the, each step of your skill. So that would be like much more interesting. Yeah, that sounds like it would be... Uh 
crucial that, doesn't it? It's almost like a little bit sort of like Google Analytics sort of thing where you can you can track your user journeys and work out where people are having trouble throughout the the experience. Because from what I've heard, and I don't know if you know any more, Dustin and, and yourself, Vasily, in terms of the analytical uh, insights that you get from Amazon itself, it doesn't seem to be um, wildly terrific, is it? Yeah, so Storyline, um, with Storyline, we already processed around 2 million user requests. Uh, and we have some interesting data there. So, <laughs> and we're going to use that data to improve your to improve skills that you build in Storyline. Absolutely. What would you class as a user request then? Is that like a, is that an invocation of a skill, or is that a, a series of interactions throughout yeah, it's, one it's experience? Yeah, of interactions between you and a skill. Okay. And so, Vasily, looking at the analytics, how should how should a creator of a skill on Storyline, or, or really any uh, skill creator, how should they think of a successful skill invocation? What are your thoughts on there? Um, you mean invocation name itself? No, just uh, you know, in the, the web, in the mobile space, we have conversions. What, how should skill developers think of conversions in the skill context, in your opinion, looking at all this data that you've got coming in? How do they know if you know, this skill is being successful. Mm, so it's it's really hard to like kind of like guess that right now because um, <laughs> there is this uh, you know there is this black box of um, whether like Alexa is promoting your skill or not, and uh, if you get there like that's it you're successful from the day one, uh, but if not you're struggling to get like tens of users every day. And uh, we think that this is like a little bit unfair. And uh, we see that um, Amazon's actually promoting like some specific categories of skills using using their like internal uh, Alexa promotion thing. And um, we're actually like trying to tackle this problem too, but from another perspective. Like we recently launched uh, the beta for our new feature called phone numbers. And the phone numbers feature allows you to asks uh, to ask your users in your skill for a phone number and then send them notifications about your skill like uh, readme instructions like sharing uh, sharing sms that allows them to share the skill with some, without with others and updates about the skill itself so with that we are kind of like trying to solve this problem but from another perspective uh, like we're trying to retain users and we're trying to grow their skills to help them acquire more users are using using this for SMS feature, but it's really hard. Like I think it's the the biggest problem is getting users right now. Alexa. Well, that this new feature that you're talking about sounds like a, a real boon for developers in terms of uh, increasing their skill usage. Would this be available yes. to developers outside of the Storyline ecosystem, or do you really want them to buy into the entire ecosystem to get a take advantage of this? Yeah, correct. So there, the tool is available only for skills built on Storyline because that's um, it's very easy to implement that in Storyline skills. And uh, for you as a skill maker, it would be really easy to customize like different SMS messages that you are sending, different kind of like hooks uh, for your users in Storyline. And it would be really hard to do that um, if you are like using this externally. So that's why it's like for only for storyline. And speaking of another tool that you've rolled out recently, it's the the audio conversion tool. I know that's one that's going to be very interesting to to skill builders. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So there probably the biggest problem on our building skills with sounds right now is how to convert their MP3 file into the right format for Alexa, because Alexa's bitrate is a little bit different. And uh, if you if you just like try to insert your MP3 file, it wouldn't work. So that's why we built a tool that helps our users and actually any like external developer that is building Alexa skills uh, to convert MP3 files into the right format for Alexa. And uh, right now it works uh, right in the browser. You can go to getstoryline.com/audioconverter uh, to launch the tool. Uh, but we are going to integrate that in Storyline. And uh, when you click like attach MP3 file to your skill in Storyline, you will be able to, uh, like the tool will automatically launch and it will convert the file on the fly. So we don't have to go to the tool. Oh, fantastic. 
Yeah. Great idea. So what what file format do they do they want? Is it a specific uh Alexa file format or is it a generic one that Alexa's just flashing in front of me? She always does this. I'm gonna mute her. Shut up. Right. Sorry about that. Um is it a specific Alexa specific file format or is it a more generic audio format? Um yeah, so Alexa has a little bit different audio file format. Uh, so the MP3 files that you upload to Alexa, they have to be converted uh, with the appropriate bitrate and uh, another metric. Yeah. And um, what about, because obviously Amazon are starting to push uh, other kinds of devices that aren't uh, just purely audio only, like the Dot and the uh, Echo Show. Is there anything in the pipeline on what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on those devices? And is there anything in the pipeline for Storyline by way of adding visuals or, or videos or any kind of other multimodal kind yeah. of uh, things in there? Yeah, sure. So we'll support Echo Show for sure. So we'll be able to uh, build cards for Echo Show and uh, include visuals in those cards, like images, or texts, and uh, different kind of like URLs um, as you want. Uh, this is probably coming later this year, I think, like closer to the summer. Because right now, it's um, still the number of um, Echo Show devices and the number of Echo Spot devices is very low in comparison to Echo Dots, for example, right? Or just Echo. So that's why we are focused on like our building their most requested features are by our developers like our audio player for example. So we recently we're actually like releasing our audio player feature this week. An audio player feature enables you to in- insert any kind of like long audio file or even audio stream from your radio station uh, and uh, make this like live on Alexa. Ah, that means we'll be able to live broadcast this podcast. Yes, correct. So you'll be able to launch your podcast scale and even like broadcast it live. Wow, that is something that will be absolutely getting checked out very soon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wicked. Um, so do you want to, I think we, if we move to, to, to talk, in fact, no, actually, before we do that, we let's just kind of back up slightly and, and finish off this little piece, which was we kind of spoke about um, getting started with Storyline. We spoke about getting up and running and, and things like that. We spoke about uh, testing and we spoke a little bit about analytics. But what we didn't do is get into how you would go about taking something that you've created in Storyline yeah. and then getting it from within Storyline into the skill store. So how does that how does that process work? So that works really easy. And uh, I've been talking like to a number of people from the industry, from enterprise companies, and they all were really surprised like how easy it is to actually take the skill that you build in Storyline and launch it on Alexa. So all you need to do is just uh, click upload to Alexa button in Storyline and connect your Amazon account. And if you don't have an Amazon developer account, Storyline will ask you to create one. And it takes a couple of minutes to do that. So that's pretty easy to do. And then Storyline automatically takes the skill that you build in Storyline and uploads it to your Echo device. And so this process takes about like a minute and a half from the very first time. And the best thing is that if you want to update the content in your skill, you could do that without uploading it to Alexa every time. So you only need to upload it to Alexa, like kind of like to update their interaction model when you update, edit, or delete user replies in your skill. So if you don't do that, if you only like change um, or audio steps or anything else or any content in your skill, you don't have to upload it to Alexa. It's updated in live, like instantly. Well, wow, that's pretty good. So you would only need to re- submit it for, is, is it a recertification you would have to go through or is it just a... a yeah, a recertification step. By, by saying like upload to Alexa, I mean upload to your local Echo device, which is connected to your Amazon account. So but if you want to publish it to their Amazon skill store, you have to click publish button on Storyline. There is a big blue button uh, which helps you to go through the publishing process. And we're going to eventually have this like publishing process right in Storyline. So you don't have to even like go to developer uh, portal to do that. But right now the publishing button, it kind of like takes your skill and leads you to their 
publishing step in the Amazon developer portal where you need to specify your skill description, enter a skill, or enter like different kind of like phrases that could invoke your skill, like Alexa starts or daily life hack or something like that, and uh, choose skill icons. Cool. And then, um, so if, I think one of the, the uh, fairly unique things about Storyline is from some of the other uh, people and, and platforms we've, we've seen and spoke to and looked at over the last few weeks since, since launching the podcast, so quite a lot of them are open source. Um, which means that it's quite difficult for the companies to actually understand quite how much things are being used. So it's difficult to get a, a, an idea of the volume and the, the usage on, on various open source platforms if you're, if you're downloading stuff from GitHub or what have you. Um, yeah. With Storyline, obviously, you have a, a kind of cloud-based platform and presumably you can, you, can, you can find out how many people are kind of developing on there and, and, and things like that. We don't have to necessarily go into the details of numbers if, if you don't want to share that kind of stuff, but I kind of wanted to get into the realms of talking about the community of, um, I want to say developers, but it's not, is it? it's not necessarily developers because it's uh, seemingly a, a really user-friendly way of being able to do things without actually being able to or, being, or needing to code. So... What kind of uh, usage are you getting, and, and what what tell us a little bit more about that kind of community that that you have there? Yeah, so actually, like um, we grew like over three hundred percent in the last months, and um, right now it's like <laughs> we need to like kind of like add more servers because uh, storyline started getting real traction. Uh, but in terms of the community, um, the community like we actually think that the community is the core of every business. Uh, and if you if you take a look on companies such as Airbnb and others, they have like people who use their. It's a core. It's an essence of their business. And uh, we think about every develop. We think that every developer tool should have that. And uh, I don't know why like why so. So few developer tools build their communities for developers. But uh, we started growing the community the day one, the launch storyline. And right now it has slightly over 800 people from all over the world who create Alexa skills and storyline. And the engagement in, the, in this community is amazing. Like, so our, on a daily basis, we have over 10 posts from all people, like from all storyline users, kind of like share their ideas for skills, ask each other for help, and basically like are creating this whole hype train about storyline. So that's extremely cool for us. And so we actually invest a lot of resources in building the community. And so I post daily, uh, every day post a new piece of content regarding Alexa skills, regarding building engaging Alexa skills, how to get users, how to get traction. Uh, we post up feature updates in the community. We invite our community members uh, to some specific storyline events. So we have, uh, we have even uh, small competitions for Alexa skills of the month built on storyline in our community. So the community thing is helps it helps to humanize the business in some way because usually most companies, you know, like most people think about companies as about enterprises and uh, entities like legal entities, right? Mm. But it's not like most every company, every company is about people. And so uh, it's about people who run the company. Uh, it's about the team. And uh, our goal as a company is to actually be more open and more present among our users. So that's why like, we reply to every post and to every comment in our community. And uh, we, we have intercom on our websites and uh, like, we, we treat every user the same, whether it's like a guy from, I don't know, a huge enterprise uh, or it's like a usual user, I don't know, from Japan who asked us to add Japanese language and we did that over the weekend. And uh, he was so excited that he like, shared the story across Japanese, uh, Japanese magazines and we got like, a number of publications about that. But like this approach, it actually helps you to build more like human-oriented and user-oriented business, and uh, it works really well. Wicked. That's you. I mean, from what I've seen over the past few weeks, I mean, you're incredibly active on on Facebook in the community there, and and posting on YouTube regularly. And there's an email that goes out quite often. I mean, you must never get any sleep. 
<laughs> uh, actually, I'm much more uh, productivity focused than you think. So, yeah. <laughs> Wicked. So, what you you mentioned um, uh, that the kind of someone got in touch with you and and asked for kind of Japanese support, which you did. Have you got any other examples of where people in the community might have kind of approached you regarding a feature request or anything that they might have found useful on the platform that you've also took into consideration? Yeah, so we actually, like this, uh, for the next two weeks, we start working on the most requested feature by our community, it's variables. It's an ability to use our built-in slots uh, that are provided by Amazon, and uh, it's an ability to create your own variables in Storyline and use them through the skill. Uh, so we, we started working on that in these two weeks, and this feature, <laughs> uh, this feature was uh, requested so many times that uh, there is a number of posts about this feature and where people were like, uh, you know, sharing what they would give to a storyline team if we build that feature. And there is a guy from Hawaii uh, who sent us like our, a huge bag of our pineapples if we build variables in storyline. So that's like, that's extremely cool, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're going to be dining on pineapples and having pineapples for breakfast for the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's, it's pretty funny because our other guys, like there is a dude from, our, from the UK who joined him and who said like he would send us like our, a couple of bags of our English tea uh, <laughs> if we would build that feature. So <laughs> that's like, you know, that's how you, that's how you figure out what things to focus on. <laughs> Absolutely. It sounds as though you've got a very vibrant community there, especially if, if they're already willing to give stuff to see stuff happen. I mean, you should be putting feature requests through Kickstarter or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so actually, like, uh, we don't like we don't have those times when you're kind of like sitting and thinking what to build next because we have so huge roadmap right now that's uh, mm. like exploring uh, what's the best approach. I call this specific feature, uh, and for variables, uh, so we started from uh, we right now we're starting from like building some basic functions like uh, using slots in your scale, so an ability to like save username, uh, location, and all that stuff, and use that through the skill, and uh, then we'll evolve that by like adding an ability to save your own variables, create variables, and use them. So yeah, that's that's how it works for us. Good. So, you were chatting there about you kind of post some things um, around kind of tips and, and tricks and things like that around yeah. getting traction and, and how to get users and things like that. If somebody's kind of approached the storyline platform and gone through the processes that we've kind of just outlined in terms of creating a skill and testing a skill, getting it published to the to the skill store and it's out there. Um, what are some of the things that you'd be able to share with, with the listeners of VOX World in terms of getting traction and acquiring users? Have you got any kind of tips for, for getting out there and getting some adoption on these things? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is like... <laughs> I think there are, the thing that matters the most right now for getting traction on Alexa is having a good invocation name. And uh, most people, like, they get this horribly wrong because they name their skills, like, I don't know, uh, with five words and uh, nobody could understand what that means. <laughs> so if you're building, like, as an example, if you're building a skill with sounds, don't name it like that. Just name it, like, rain sounds or ocean sounds. And I think that's like, as, 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 as the time goes, it would be really hard to get a good invocation name, right? Because it's, it's the same thing that happened with our domain space uh, <laughs> during the last like 20 years. And, um, but yeah, still uh, the invocation name is, is very important. And the second thing I would say is very important is getting our five-star user reviews on the Amazon App Store. So that's that like that's probably the second important the most second most important thing right now and uh, like a few people know that but you could actually leave a review for your skill so <laughs> from the very beginning you could have like the first five star review and uh, it works on both our Alexa's algorithm and our user people psychology level uh, so Alexa treats skills that have higher ratings a little bit differently. So she promotes the skills 
across uh, across all equity buys owners. And uh, from from the psychology level, it's actually very helpful. Like when you're you know like just imagine like the regular times when you're buying something on Amazon, and if you see this if this if this thing has like zero reviews, you're not probably going to buy that, right? Uh, so that's the same. Like, uh, and if you could leave like the first five star review for your skill, just do that. Why not? Because then people will be like much more interested in checking that out. Mm. And one of the things that a lot of skill developers do is they ask in their skill for for reviews for storyline skill creators. Would you recommend them do that as well? Yeah, uh, I think it's it's actually like a good way of giving of like getting reviews. But I think uh, there is there should be a balance here, like between begging for reviews, right, and uh, just asking about that politely or once in a I don't know in a few weeks, right. So I think that um, it's actually like uh, very interesting because there is no direct correlation between number of reviews that you have and number of users. So there is um, there is a skill which has over like 1,000 user reviews, and all of them are like five stars. But uh, there is a skill which has around 80 user reviews, and uh, that skill, the second skill, it has probably like 2x more users right now. So that's very interesting. Uh, so there is no like, I think that SEO on Alexa is just like <laughs> getting up and running right now, and uh, there is no industry standards, and uh, it's really hard to guess like what works and what doesn't. Uh, it's just like experiments. Yeah, what a, what a kind of so discover be, being discovered seems to be uh, a challenge, and that seems to be a fairly common thing that uh, that crops up. From from the various people people that we've kind of spoke to, what are some of the other sort of challenges that exist around the either the voice space in general or, or challenges about uh, kind of developing for uh, Alexa? Mm, I think that discovery is probably the biggest challenge for building skills um, because it's. I think that. Um, even like even right now, or it seems that Alexa has not reached uh, the product market fit. And probably Alexa, Alexa, Alexa reached the product market fit, but Alexa skills haven't. Mm. So that's the problem, right? We have our uh, we have like forty million echo devices sold, and uh, <laughs> in this forty million echo devices sold, you, you we have like only a couple of millions using skills. So their most popular skills, there is no skill which has like more than a million users. And that's like one, uh, that's, yeah, no, it's actually 2%, two percent, two two and a half percent of the total equity device owners, audience. Uh, and I think that's the problem, like, and uh, this problem, we, we're trying like to solve that, as I mentioned, using phone numbers and using user acquisition tips. Uh, and uh, different tricks for user acquisition. But I think that um, it's actually a, a big problem in terms of user habits, that uh, people, people don't have habits of using Alexa skills now, do they? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it, and that's the problem. Like, and the way to solve that problem is by creating good skills first, and uh, by promoting uh, by, by, by building skills that solve like real use cases and that solve uh, real problems for people. Uh, if you're like an Christian guy and uh, you're, you read your Bible verses every day, you could just like ask Alexa about Bible verses. And uh, if there is a skill about Bible verses, uh, Alexa will respond to that, right? Uh, so there is a, there, in this case, there is a direct need for that. And most skills, they're like kind of like funny, but they don't solve a specific problem. And that's, that's their challenge. Yeah, it seems to be um, the people returning to use those skills again is, is kind of um, a challenge, isn't it? So if you've got something, as you say, that solves a real use case, yeah, you've got uh, more. it's interesting in, in a way that, uh, so across my friends, 
uh, all of them have echo devices. And uh, there is like a split. So folks who don't use skills in their echo devices, they don't use them at all. Like they use zero skills. But folks who use skills, they use many skills. Because like once they discover that there are skills on Alexa, and so once they got a few experiences, uh, a few really well-designed experiences, mm. they, they buy into that. Like they continue using that. And I think that, yeah, we, we, we should think about that, like how to, how to tackle this problem of like providing a good first time user experience for skills. And uh, I think that this problem could be probably solved on the Amazon's level, not on the skills builder level. Like how yeah. to onboard users to start using skills. Yeah, that was going to be my my kind of next question: is whose problem is that? Is is it an Amazon problem, or is it because you're kind of doing the right thing from your perspective in terms of giving people tips and and tricks and and advice in how they can kind of increase their usership? Um, so the question is really: is is that your is it your problem? Is it the skilled developers problem or is it a bigger thing that Amazon potentially could be doing um, a little bit more to, to try and help with? I think it's definitely Amazon's uh, problem in some way because like it's, it's really hard to discover skills right now and app store, like nobody knows about app store, right? <laughs> uh, so we have, uh, we have a couple of skills on the app store on the front page of their amazon.com like slash scales. And uh, they're getting like thousands of users, uh, but not even tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. So that's the problem. Like people, people are not aware that uh, there is an app store for Alexa <laughs> and uh, they don't, don't know how to use that. So we think that, um, and from, from that perspective, it's a problem of skilled developers too, because I know, I know that most people, they tried using skills on Alexa and uh, their experience wasn't great. So that's the problem. And if their first experience wasn't great, then like they, they would never use skills again, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that Amazon is actually doing the right thing by promoting really good skills, like top skills on Alexa, uh, when you're just setting the device. Uh, they're trying like, to explain that there, is, uh, there are these really good skills on Alexa to, uh, to check them out. And once you, once you, like, once you, once you buy into that, uh, they start recommending you other skills, which are probably like, not very good, but uh, still you can give them a shot. Vasily, do you think the first uh, breakout skill, if you will, uh, I've heard it called the angry birds of skills, do you think that's going to come from a large brand, say a Domino's or an Uber, or do you think that's going to come from uh, one of these smaller developers, even perhaps one on Storyline? <laughs> that's a very good question. Like, uh, So I have a question for you. Have you ever tried using Uber and Alexa? Tried using what? Uber on Alexa. Like, I've never, you... never tried Uber, I have to be yeah. honest. That's the problem, right? Uh, <laughs> and it, even if you try, you will be like handling your phone uh, by just like, uh, just like to be aware that's, that there is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so there is really, it's, it's really hard to use uh, these kind of skills that provide services because a voice is still very new interface for that. I think that in the, num in the couple of years, we will be like fully aware of that. And so we'll just like Alexa, call over to, to the airport and that's it, right? But right now it's like, I don't see that people use these skills. There is no reason to use that. Like why would I use an Uber on Alexa if I have it on my phone? Uh, probably just like to get a quick ride or to schedule a ride, but um, you know, like this, this motivation to use Uber and Alexa is very low. Mm. So there is, you cannot, I think you cannot just like take the mobile experience and uh, copy that on Alexa. The experience should be like redesigned from their ground up. And uh, that's why I think that skills and uh, yeah, today we got a first solid proof of that, that skills like KidScore that are designed not by huge companies, but by real people, uh, they, they could be like their potential winners in this space. Uh, 
Mm. The um, so those examples that you mentioned there about Uber and Dustin, you mentioned Domino's. Those are kind of those kind of skills or interactions with voice sort of devices seem to be very much further down that kind of sales funnel if you like do you know what I mean like let's say for example if there was a skill that allowed you to reorder toilet paper or something like that it's 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 kind of you're already at the point of wanting to buy something you're already at the point of wanting to buy a pizza or wanting to book an uber or it's kind of at the very end of that sales funnel isn't it and Vasily you mentioned earlier on that you would kind of recommend to focus at this moment in time on content which is at the other end of the funnel which is kind of the the awareness raising and uh, trust building kind of um, area is that where you would think that along Dustin the line of Dustin's line of questioning is that where you would imagine the first kind of breakout skill will be it will be something more um, content based or more engaging as opposed to something that is transactional yeah I think that's actually like right now um, and in the next couple of years Alexa would be like more a content consumption device uh, than an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> you buy stuff from Amazon using your iPhone, but uh, you probably are not to going to buy like one hundred dollars sneakers from Amazon using your voice because <laughs> you need to check <laughs> them out, right? Yeah. Uh, you need to browse the images. You need to like just read user reviews, and it's extremely hard to do that using your voice. So that's the problem, and I think that's. Um, like for some goods, for some goods that are really low priced, that's like a couple of bucks and that you order like every day or every week, like a package hollows, for example, uh, this is a very good use case. So I would love to reorder my paper towels like every week. So that's, that's, that's a very good use case because I don't really care about this couple of bucks, right? But if you like, there are skills from jewelry companies on Alexa. <laughs> and I, do, I don't really know. Like they, they think that you will buy like one thousand dollar jewelry using your voice. Like oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to design an experience for that, isn't it? Buy yeah, this jewelry. It's very shiny and nice. <laughs> yeah, but I think that the problem is not like in the, in the user experience of the skill, but this. The problem is that this thing is freaking expensive. And I need to like read user reviews. I need to just like uh, understand whether I need it or not. I could probably like ask my friends about that. And uh, that's there is no way to do that using your voice. So as a developer, you should think about that and you should understand the limitations of the space. And uh, from our point of view, from our experience, Alexa is much more like a content consumption device, not an iPhone, right? And uh, people who understand that. They build successful skills because they know like the use case for Alexa. So not everybody knows that the most popular use case for Alexa is getting information and uh, playing music. That's why sound skills are so popular. So they're out of top 10 skills, like five of them are sounds. And uh, you should think about that like uh, based on this like use cases, right? And just take the use case and try to implement that and iterate on that. Uh, but there is, I think, there is no way we we we, we can see like our buying jewelry through Alexa in the next couple of years. Um, for that, like using using the device like Echo Show, that's that's one step toward this direction, because you have a screen and you have like user reviews and you can browse through them. So that's where Alexa initiates the starting point, right? And uh, then you go through the funnel, uh, through the buying funnel uh, using using the display, but just using your voice, I, I don't think it's possible right now. You mentioned there um, a few things. One, one really great insight was focusing on some kind of experience that involves sound um, and another is to focus on kind of like content so what other advice would you give either skill builders or you know, people who are new to the scene and just getting started uh, and, and looking to kind of build the first skill what other advice would you would you give to to those people first i think you could just like you, you always should start by doing a little research 
right? And uh, the right thing to do here would be to go to their Amazon App Store and uh, browse top skills and read through user reviews for these top skills. That's how you understand like first need. What's their like? Uh, what's their belief? Why they're using these skills? And I actually did that. So I, uh, a couple of months ago, I I was browsing like through top five thousand user reviews for top Alexa skills, and uh, I wrote an article about that. So it's on Storyline blog. You guys can check it out. I think uh, we will attach the link to the podcast. Uh, but there are major insights are that like this. These kind of like experiences, they all based around uh, two things, time and location. And the first thing is time that people, most people use Alexa three times per day. The first one is morning. So when you wake up, uh, a lot of people use Alexa just like to fire up your brain in the morning, uh, just read the news, listen to their flash briefing, or playing some trivia game, fire up their brains uh, while they're like, you know, cooking, cooking their breakfast or drinking coffee. Then the second use case is, and uh, this, the first use case is attached to the location to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second use case is dinner time. So and this use case is also uh, related to multiple participants involved. And that's very interesting. Uh, one insight I got recently is that 51% of skills users use skills with someone else. Uh, so 51% of people who use skills, they, like, they use them with their family or friends. And that's really interesting uh, from the developer's perspective, because if you know that, you would think about like, how can I create this uh, multiplayer experiences in my skills, right? Mm. So if you're building a trivia game, you could probably include two or three players to just leverage on that. So during the dinner time, people people are mostly like are trying to relax uh, with their family, and uh, they play some games on Alexa, and there are a couple of really good games, and uh, they are like going and launching Jeopardy skill and uh, going through clues from Jeopardy, uh, and the third use case is related to bedroom location. And uh, the time for that is a bedtime. So when you're going to sleep, you're listening to stories, you're listening to like ocean sounds uh, and different kind of like sounds like that. And you know, like all these use cases, there are content-oriented use cases. On each use case, you get some content, right? So that's why I think that, and that's how real people use Alexa. That's like not what you think about using Alexa. <laughs> that's how real people use it. <laughs> fantastic that's that's really interesting actually it is it does seem because it's ironic that amazon is a purely kind of or largely uh, e-commerce uh, business whereas and i know that i'm sure there'll be plans up the sleeve to try and uh, put kind of transactional things into the the echo devices over time but it's interesting that uh, a company that doesn't really have a, a huge i suppose the content creation from uh, amazon prime and stuff like that is uh is an example of that, but it's just interesting how a purely more, more or less e-commerce company has has got a device that is uh, largely content based. I wonder if that's a if that's an example of um, users getting from it what they want from it. I remember reading something about when Facebook was created and what they created in the first instance was what they thought would work. And then when people got hold of it and they started tagging people in photographs and stuff like that, it morphed into something that the users turned it into as opposed to what the company turned it into. I wonder if there's something like that going on or whether it was kind of this, this was the plan. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think um, it's really hard for us right now to like, kind of like, uh, predict or just like figure out what was the Amazon's plan for the Echo device. Um, and, uh, I don't think that uh, you could guess that right now. So we'll see like in the couple of years what was the real plan because what we have right now it was already planned like three years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what we're going to have in three years that is like something that we're working on right now. So. You should think about, I think that um, you, you should always think about the future, not about the past and the present. Uh, you should always keep in mind like the use cases and uh, just like try to think like five years from now, I'm in this room, what, what will it look like? 
what what devices will we have in the room? What kind of like experiences we'll be having in this room, right? Uh, and that's I think the right way of thinking about things. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, before we wrap up, then, Dustin, have you got any further any other questions for Vasily? Yeah, I think just one. Uh, so I I read that you're going through Y Combinator. Congratulations. Uh, what what are you hoping to get out of that? Uh, so YC YC has been awesome, like for us, and uh, probably because uh, because of three things. There, are, there are, so the first, the most important things for our, I think for us is uh, of course uh, weekly dinners at Y Combinator. So they invite. Um, famous entrepreneurs and uh, other YC founders who have gone from, for y, from YC uh, in the previous batches. And uh, these founders, they share their experience and uh, their struggles and uh, how to tackle them. And that's like probably the, one of the most important things. And also like um, just by being in this network, um, it's it's extremely valuable to, to be in this network because uh, it's really easy to solve kind of like problems and uh, if you have any questions you could just ask uh, really experienced people who could help you with that so that's extremely valuable for us yeah it's 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 really amazing to hear about storylines growth already and and to see what you're going to do next uh, I know that. Uh, my girlfriend, for example, she's not a developer. Uh, she uses Squarespace for her website, and and maybe one day she'll use Storyline uh, for her skills as well. Yeah, and she could start doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, what's coming up then in in two thousand and eighteen, uh, Vasily, for Storyline? So, I think that um, in general, in terms of Alexa growth and ecosystem growth. We'll see a huge number of devices out there. For, there was an article that we have 40 million devices, smart speakers sold, or no, 40 million in the US only. And uh, I think that this number will probably double uh, this year. And uh, it, will be, it will double not because just of our smart speakers themselves, but because of their Alexa connected devices. So there are a number of devices like headphones or BMW has a partnership with Amazon. So BMW cars will have Alexa integrated and uh, those kind of like devices. And uh, the best part is that the ecosystem is the same. Uh, and when you're building skills for Alexa, it will be available in all these places. So that's really exciting. And I think that our new use cases will show up during this year. So for example, our, when I mentioned BMW, Right, and uh, you can just like think about using Alexa when you're like in your car driving, and that's a completely new experience. And uh, we think that we'll see skills designed specifically for that experience, and that would be really amazing. So for for us, this year is uh, grow not not just like our user growth, but ecosystem growth. And we invest a lot, a lot of resources, a lot of money into growing the ecosystem itself, because that's how we, that's how we grow the product by growing the ecosystem and by explaining people, by sharing our stories and secrets about voice space, uh, what we do right now, uh, by explaining people that the voice space is going to be huge, and uh, here is what you should do about that. Fantastic. Well, what we'll do is we'll put the uh, the link to your article that you were mentioning about, um, you know, the from your 5K kind of review readings, and we'll put the links to your uh, Storyline YouTube. Yeah, and check out Storyline community. It's fantastic. It's like the best community of Alexa skills creators right now. Fantastic. Where can people find? Where can people find that? Uh, it's on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash groups slash storyline community in one word. And uh, we'll add the link for that. Too. Fantastic. We're good. And if people wanted to uh, get involved with Storyline, what's the URL for Storyline? Uh, it's getstoryline.com. Fantastic. And are you around online for people to, to ask questions to? I know you're active on the, the Facebook community. What about Twitter? Uh, I'm active on Facebook. And uh, if you guys just join Storyline community on Facebook, uh, we reply to every comment and every post, so you can just like ask questions there. 
Fantastic. Wicked. Thank you very much, Vasily, for joining us. Uh, a successful one this time. I think the recording has worked. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. And Dustin, thanks as well for, for joining us as well. Yeah, thank you too. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. That was Vasily Shinkarenka from Storyline. Thank you very much, Vasily, for joining us. So glad that recording worked this time. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if it didn't work. Thank you so, so much, Vasily. That was a massively interesting episode. Thank you, Dustin, for co-hosting. If you are looking to create your first Alexa skill or you you use other platforms and you want something that's a bit easier to use, give Storyline a go. I've, I've tried it myself. It is extremely easy to use, very user-friendly. It's a drag-and-drop interface, really simple to get up and running with. Give it a try and see where you get the Alexa skills, uh, Alexa kids skills challenge was won, as Vasily said, by somebody who created their skill in Storyline. Vasily must be over the moon with that. Um, and one of the things that he did mention is to increase the discoverability of your skills to ask people to leave user reviews. So with that, uh, following that vein of and train of thought, um, if you have been listening to this podcast over the past few weeks and you have been enjoying it, uh, if you've got it this far, you've got this far to the end of this episode and you're still listening to me rabbit on, then it must have it, there must have been some kind of value there. If you have enjoyed it, then please do leave it a review in your chosen podcast player. It will be immensely appreciated. Uh, you can also use the VUX World Flash Briefing if you want to get snippets of these podcasts and insights and tips and tricks and, and things like that. We'll be putting highlights of the podcast every single day in the VUX World Flash Briefing. Thank you, Vasily, very much for joining us. Thank you, Dustin, and thank you for listening. And until next time, see you later. <laughs>